The waiter added, Your son. Ah, Maxim, said the old man. There you are. He sounded a little irritated, as though he had been kept waiting. After a moment's hesitation, Lieberman replied, But I'm early, father. Mendel consulted his pocket watch. So you are. Well, sit down, sit down. Another pharisaer for me, and... Max? He invited his son to order. A schwarzer, please, Bruno. The waiter executed a modest bow and was gone. So, said Mendel, how are you, my boy? Very well, father. You're looking a bit thinner than usual. Am I? Yes, drawn. I hadn't noticed. Are you eating properly? Lieberman laughed. Very well, as it happens. And how are you, father? Mendel grimaced. Ah, good days and bad days, you know how it is. I'm seeing that specialist you recommended, Pinch. And there is some improvement, I suppose, but my back isn't much better. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Mendel dismissed his son's remark with a wave of his hand. You want something to eat? Mendel pushed the menu across the table. You look like you need it. I think I'll have the Topfenstrudel. Lieberman studied the extensive cake list. Apfeltorte, Kremischnitte, Truffeltorte, Apfelstrudel. It ran on over several pages. Your mother sends her love, said Mendel, and would like to know when she can expect to see you again. His expression hovered somewhere between sympathy and reprimand. I'm sorry, father, said Lieberman. I've been very busy. Too many patients. Tell mother I'll try to see her next week. Friday, perhaps. Then you must come to dinner. Yes, said Lieberman, suddenly feeling that he had already committed himself more than he really wanted. Yes, thank you. He looked down at the menu again. Dobos Torte, Gugelhupf, Linzer Torte. The Chopin Mazurka ended on a loud minor chord, and a ripple of applause passed through the café audience. Encouraged, the pianist played a glittering arpeggio figure on the upper keys, under which he introduced the melody of a popular waltz. A group of people seated near the window began another round of appreciative clapping. Bruno returned with the coffees and stood to attention with his pencil and notepad. The Topfenstrudel, said Mendel. The Rehrecken, please, said Lieberman. Mendel stirred the cream into his pharisaea, which came with a tot of rum, and immediately started to talk about the family textile business. This was not unusual. Indeed, it had become something of a tradition. Profits had risen, and Mendel was thinking of expanding the enterprise, another factory or even a shop, perhaps. Now that the meddling bureaucrats had lifted the ban on department stores, he could see a future in retail, new opportunities. His old friend Blomberg had already opened a successful department store and had suggested that they might go into partnership. Throughout, Mendel's expression was eager and clearly mindful of his son's reactions. Lieberman understood why his father kept him so well informed. Although he was proud of Lieberman's academic achievements, he still hoped that one day young Max would step into his shoes. Mendel's voice slowed when he noticed his son's hand. The fingers 
seemed to be following the pianist's melody, treating the edge of the table like a keyboard. "'Are you listening?' said Mendel. "'Yes, of course I'm listening,' Lieberman replied. He had become accustomed to such questioning, and could no longer be caught out, as was once the case. "'You're thinking of going into business with Herr Blomberg.' Lieberman assumed a characteristic position. His right hand, shaped like a gun, pressed against his cheek, the index finger resting gently against the right temple. It was a listening position, favoured by many psychiatrists. "'So, what do you think? A good idea?' asked Mendel. "'Well, if the existing department store is profitable, that sounds reasonable enough.' "'It's a considerable investment.' I'm sure it is. The old man